Our first story of the week is about Janet Monk and her speech at the premiere of the series Pose. Last Thursday, Pose had its final season premiere, where co-creators Ryan Murphy and Steve Canals gave speeches in honor of the series' legacy. Following their speeches, Mock went up to the podium and delivered her own remarks. In her speech, Mock called out those in attendance and Hollywood at large for the poor treatment she and the trans community have faced. She specifically mentioned her loathing and how angry she is shouting fuck Hollywood to the crowd. The other attendees were stunned in silence, prompting Mock to call them out further, asking if the audience was un- uncomfortable and asserting that they should be. In her speech, Monk also admitted to cheating on her boyfriend, Angel Bismarck Coriel, who plays the character Poppy on Pose. Let's just say that Monk's unexpected takedown of Hollywood in her own series left quite the impression. But Monk, even amid some of the more erratic confessions, did have some important points to make. The truth is that inequity in Hollywood is still a major issue. For the type of groundbreaking work Monk and the co-creators of Pose created, Mock should be given her due among all of the other trans creators out there doing incredible content creation. It was creators like Mock, Kunals, and Arlene J who advocated for representation in the writer's room and ensured that the stories told about Black and brown queer people were authentic, fresh, and positive. Hopefully the position Mock used leaves a lingering thought in Hollywood. Trans creators will be given their worth and due, and Hollywood needs to drastically change how they work also i would have loved to see the audience reactions to mock's speech and thank you all for joining us this is the queerly news Welcome to the Queerly News. I'm Lena. And I'm Nick. This past Sunday, the groundbreaking queer series Pose had its final season premiere. It was over two hours long, and it was a full-on Ryan extravaganza in the worst possible way. Perhaps Janet and Mon might have some words to share about that, too. Remember that one duo pop group, Tattoo? that skyrocketed to fame in 2002 with all the things she said. You remember, two singers dressed in schoolgirls' outfits, kissing in the rain, and all that lesbian exploitation? Well, one of those singers, Julia Volkova, is apparently running to become a candidate for the Russian parliament, or State Duma, and is surprisingly backed by Putin's party. Volkova, who has admitted to being bisexual, has yet to release what platform she is running on or what issues, but it's important to remember all the things she said back in 2014, where she said that she would condemn her son for being gay, stating that two girls together, not the same thing as two men together. It seems to me that lesbians look aesthetically much nicer than two men holding their hands or kissing. Ah, now it makes sense why Putin's party is backing Volkova. On April 23rd, Amazon's director of book Content, Risk, and Quality, which honestly, what kind of job is that even, announced that the company would continue to sell Abigail Schreier's transphobic book, Irreversible Damage. The book claims that transgender identity is a craze seducing our daughters, 
she states that girls are fast-tracked into irreversible transition, which is categorically false as claimed by the medical industry. And it perpetuates a myth that trans identity is a state of confusion that needs to be treated. Amazon has also stated its support in the passing of the Equality Act. Sorry, Amazon, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. But are we that surprised that the most capitalistically corrupt business is pandering to both sides of the aisle? No, not one bit. Paul Verhoeven is returning with an erotic lesbian nun romance film called Benedetta that will make its world premiere at Cannes 2021 Film Festival. Apparently, writer Gerard Sotoman, a longtime collaborator of Verhoeven, left the crew because it was too sexual. Here's to another lesbian period film directed by a man that will undoubtedly do its original history and source material injustice. On April 30th, Elliot Page sat down with Oprah to discuss his transition. The Equality Act and the influence queer, Black, Indigenous people of color have had on him during this journey. It was the type of media attention we love to see for trans individuals. And we are grateful Page is influential and privileged enough to use that influence. For him to acknowledge that and devote his platform to thanking trans advocates like Marsha P. Johnson, Miss Major, Laverne Cox, and Janet Mock was really touching. And to know how great of a leader Oprah is to put in the time to understand the Equality Act and the anti-trans legislature out there shows how important and great she is as an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Country star T.J. Osborne from Brothers Osborne was rejected from being honored in a unanimous vote against him by Republicans in Tennessee's House of Representatives. Osborne, who came out publicly in early February 2021, was nominated to be honored as the first openly gay country singer signed with a major record label. Jeremy Faison, chair of the House Republican Caucus, effectively killed the measure when he said, we have some concerns on this SJR and I'd like to send it back to naming and designating. Those concerns? Faison's homophobia. That's it. he rather honor Ben Shapiro, who doesn't even live in Tennessee, rather than a gay man. On April 30th, Josh Duggar of 19 Kids Accounting fame, as well as molestation and sexual abuse infamy, was indicted on charges of possessing child pornography after being arrested by U.S. Marshals during a gender reveal party. Now, if you watched our previous episode and believe gender reveal parties are still okay, then you may want to reconsider. Gender reveal parties, the backbone of traditional family value celebrations. Clea Duvall is creating a new TV series called High School, which is based on queer music artists Tegan and Sarah Quinn's high school years. The series will premiere on Amazon's IMDb TV, Yes, IMDb also has a streaming platform that is ad-supported. But here's the hoping Duval can spin a queer high school musical from the Quinn's memoir and remove the horrors from last year's musical, The Prom. Yes, please, please clear it too. And a little bit better than half your season, please. Yeah. On Monday, a Manhattan court ordered that a man alleging Kevin Spacey sexually assaulted him when he was 14 back in the 1980s, publicly revealed his identity for the $40 million lawsuit to continue, a move that has helped Spacey own previous sexual assault claims and lawsuits. 
The idea of Kevin Spacey getting away with these alleged crimes is atrocious, but do we understand why? For a court to demand the revealing of one's identity in a suit like this opens up the possibility for further damage on the victim. Thrust into public scrutiny, the safety of this victim can be compromised and it forces this individual to relive their trauma over and over again. It's appalling that this type of order can be used, especially when it is proven about the defendant According to Watchdog Media Matters Group, Fox News has aired more segments on trans athletes so far in 2021 than it did in the last two years combined. In all their discussions, apparently 126 discussions from January 2019 to March 2021, they could only point to nine trans women athletes to feed their vitriolic reporting to support state transgender athlete bans. These are the states that have signed and made the anti-trans sports bill into law. Arkansas, which has two, one banning trans athletes and another allowing legal action if found violating the trans athlete ban. And then there's Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and West Virginia. There are also bills advancing in Montana or even South Dakota Governor Christy Noem's two executive orders designed to save women's sports by banning trans girls from participating. On a bit of a happier note, Republican legislators in Kansas failed to override Governor Laura Kelly's veto of the anti-trans sports bills, a definite win for trans kids. As we continue to look at anti-trans sports bills, we also continue to look at anti-trans and anti-LGBTQ bills that continue to be proposed that harm queer youth and individuals in our country. We continue to advocate for the Equality Act to be passed an act that will protect LGBTQ people from heinous bills and bigoted legislators trying to oppress us. This won't be the last time we discuss this, sure. Our main story today is about recent remarks made by Caitlyn Jenner regarding her political platform for governor of California. Jenner, for being a flip-flopping Trump supporter and a member of the GOP, Jenner made comments this past weekend about her stance on trans athletes performing on sports teams whose gender they identify with. Jenner was quoted as saying that she doesn't believe that trans women should be allowed to compete against cis women in sports, backtracking on a previous position that seemed to support trans athletes. As recently as this past Wednesday, Jenner told Fox's Sean Hannity that trans girls are biological boys, and that she wants to be, and believes she already is, a role model for trans youth. Trans issues people struggle with big time. Our suicide rate is nine times higher than the general public. And um, for me to be a role model for them, uh, to be out there, I am running for governor of the state of California. Who would have ever thought that? We've never even had a woman uh, governor. But some are mad at you. Uh, that's, uh, that's uh, I don't, you know, I, I move on. I want to be a role model, and I think, the, and to be a leader. But that's not all. Jenner flip-flopped again in supporting Trump for being a disruptor in politics and believes that she somehow has helped California open up during the COVID pandemic. And pulling a Kirsten Cinema. Jenner discussed how the state of California is in crisis because her rich air hangar neighbor, the same hangar she owns a private jet in and held the handy interview in, 
is moving to Arizona because he can't deal with seeing homeless people everywhere. Talk about one of the most inane and disgusting interviews of the year. But unfortunately, Jenna is looking to appeal to conservatives in California and doesn't mind that her platform aims to take away many opportunities from athletes. The cognitive dissonance between Jenner's identity and the community she identifies with is not surprising. Jenner has always been a big advocate for the queer community. Back in 2016, Jenner supported Trump for allowing her to use a woman's restroom in Trump Tower, creating a video acknowledging Trump's support for the trans community. Oh my God, a trans woman in New York. I gotta take a pee. Anyway, um, oh my God. Trump International Hotel. I love this. Okay, last week, Donald Trump said I could take a pee anywhere in a Trump facility. So I am going to go take a pee in the ladies' room. Oh, God. Okay. Thank you, Donald. I really appreciate it. And by the way, Ted, nobody got molested. What Jenner didn't realize at the time was that Trump and Trump Tower legally had to allow Jenner to use the woman's restroom due to a New York City law that prohibits buildings to discriminate against trans individuals and the bathroom of their choice. She also didn't realize that Trump was trying to repeal that law. What a great political mind we have on our hands here. Jenner has also flip-flopped on the issue of same-sex marriage, stating to Ellen DeGeneres in the past that she's a traditionalist and didn't accept same-sex marriage at first. Since 2018, Jenner has changed her opinion several times, supporting same-sex marriage absolutely and condemning Trump for his handling of LGBTQ plus issues. What's clear is that with her anti-trans platform, Jenner is an opportunistic person who will say anything, regardless if she believes it, if it will help her. Many within the queer community have condemned Jenner for her position but others are looking at her platform as an opportunity for her to grow as an advocate and to learn to love within. Alexandra Billings, a prominent trans actor and advocate from Transparent, posted on Instagram in response to the news of Jenner's position on trans inclusion in sports. In her post, she states that the harm Jenner is creating towards herself and her community is a desperate cry for attention and spiritual help. And it could be self that drives Jenner to make these statements, or it could be that Jenner is another privileged individual who walked on the backs of men and women who paved the way through their activism and abuse, and simply she just doesn't identify with the trans community. On the advent of countless anti-trans legislature being pushed through the governor's desks, and the continuous murder of trans women of color, hearing these sentiments from Jenner doesn't disappoint us in how obvious she is. It makes us angry. We're tired of privileged people using our identities in culture wars and politics. Regardless if this is a cry for help, Jenner should be ashamed. How many people must die because of who they are? How many children have to go through a life being othered by society, not allowing them to play sports and receive the health care they deserve? Jenner has quite a lot to turn around and be considered an ally to her community. And unfortunately, we have little faith she ever will. Don't support Caitlyn Jenner because she certainly won't support you. And the Queer Q supports that message. All right, that's our show. Stay tuned next week for another episode of the Queerly News. This has been Nick and Lena. Stay safe and stay queer.